0: Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and I am here with another episode. This week, I interview dark artist, poster artist, whatever you want to call him. He's a great artist. Randy Ortiz. You probably know his work from the uh, Mondo posters. He's done amazing work on that, but um, I love his, his personal work. is amazing. Uh, oh, I got to get this camera angle right. I better not. Oh, how about if I move back like this? Okay. Uh, yeah, great. Had a great interview with them. Super cool guy, really talented artist. And uh, that's coming up. Now, what's been happening with me? The usual. Nothing new to report. Shipping books, shipping dystopia books. Uh, I'm at, I think I'm at halfway through which is, you know, terrible. Great, but terrible. Um, that it's just it's just such a struggle. Uh, working on, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see some studies here. I'm working on my studies for my solo show in October at Copro Gallery. It opens October 8th called Zombie Death Bots. That's going to be a really fun show. Um, so I'm getting started on those so that I don't have to end up spending doing a whole show in like three months and killing myself again. So I'm starting early for me anyway, um, earlier than I normally do. Uh, That's pretty much it. Um, Yeah. And the usual stuff, working on the tool posters and uh, getting those out, Um, animating some paintings, doing a tutorial for my patreon if you want to support the dark art society patreon you can join for as little as one dollar at patreon.com slash dark art society and uh you get the podcast today day early and all that stuff um get your name read on the show god i didn't even set that up this time i should have done that but you know what before we do that we have an official well we've got a new sponsor for the show. I never expected the show to get sponsors. Um, we've actually got two sponsors now, which is really cool. Aside from you supporting it on the Patreon, um, we've got beautiful Bazaar sponsoring us for the next uh, couple months. We also have skull shop, which I will talk about after, but <clears throat> beautiful Bazaar, uh, They've got, An art prize, beautiful, bizarre art prize. 2022 is now open for entries. Okay, I'm going to give them their, I want to give them at least one minute because I was contracted to do a one minute uh, promo for them. And I want to give them at least one minute. So I'm going to time this. Uh, (laughs) This is my first real, you know, uh, 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 ad, ad read. So we'll see how this goes, but to be serious, I uh, you know, beautiful bazaar is amazing. They are a magazine. They do awesome stuff. They feature like the coolest artists. They kind of, as far as I'm concerned, they sort of took over, um, when juxtaposed got lame and, uh, uh, high fructose seemed to, I don't know, high fructose isn't that, that, uh, it doesn't. I never hear about high fructose anymore. So they kind of seem to take over and focus more on the dark stuff. So I've always loved their magazine and the artists they feature. They're really cool. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to read the info for this Beautiful Bazaar Art Prize. Okay. The International Beautiful Bazaar Art Prize 2022 is now open for entries. Beautiful Bazaar Art Prize is an annual non-acquisitive art prize celebrating diversity and excellence. In the representational visual arts. This international prize is open to artists in any country and covers all stat- static mediums, traditional art media, digital. Oh, fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> digital art media and photography media, all styles of from realism to hyperrealism to dark art, pop surrealism, and lowbrow. There's $57,000 in cash and prizes to be won, as well as global. Exp- and the chance to exhibit at Modern Eden Gallery in San Francisco. Grand prize winner will win $13,500 in cash alongside a host of other prizes. There's also a host of prizes for second and third prize winners in each category. It's worth noting that Beautiful Bazaar team look at every entry. It's the best way to get your work in front of them, including editor-in-chief Daniela Kra-Percy herself. On top of that, the 110 finalists will be automatically entered into the People's Choice Award, where the general public will vote on who they want to win, and that's two chances to be a winner. But for more uh, information, you can go to uh, beautiful, bizarre art prize. Art. Uh, you Just You can use work from your existing portfolio. You don't have to make uh, new work. Um, let me shout out to their sponsors also, at Ray Mar Panels, at In... P-R-I-N-T at iCanvasArt Art at Yasha Young Projects. Oh, iCanvas underscore at Yasha Young Projects. Hey, Yasha, how's it going? Haven't talked to you in a while. At ArtStation HQ. Um, silver sponsors at Smart or Art School. At Poets Artists. At Digital Printmaker. At Static Medium. At Rosemary Brushes. Entries closed July 17th, 2022. Midnight, Los Angeles, USA time. So be sure to enter before then. I have almost entered this before, but I I haven't done it because I uh, I always end up you know running out of time or or just forgetting to do it. But uh, every time it comes up, I always think oh, I'm going to enter this thing. But I think it's awesome. I think it's a, a great um, contest, and and they've got a really large uh, uh, social media following, so it's a really good way to get uh, promotion. So I highly endorse them. I would anyway, you know me. I talk about things I like on here. And um, so, anyway, go to art, art. Now, that was way over a minute. So, I've always had this um, belief in over-delivering. And that, that was uh, an over-delivery. So, and I'm happy to do it. Now, the second sponsor we got is Skull Shop. Now, it's Skull, S-H-O-P-P-E. Not S H O P S H O P P E, and their website is Skull Shop. Uh, uh, I think it's dot. Let me see. Skull Shop. God bless it. Okay. Skullshop.com. <laughs> anyway, their skulls are great. I'm using their skulls. Here's a jawbone of a skull. I use their skull, skulls for reference all the time. Um, I've been using them for zombie death bots reference. Uh, anyway, they're great. I love their skulls. Uh, if you, so if you join at the $5 level on the Patreon uh, at the end of next month, they're technically going to start this in May. At the end of next month, they will draw names out of a hat of all the $5 subscribers on um, Patreon, or maybe it should be $5 and up subscribers. That probably makes more sense five dollars and up and um you can get a free skull and their skulls are you know like 150 bucks so and and they're great i really they look exactly like real skulls they're really amazing um so anyway that's skullshop.com s-h-o-p-p-e so there's the advertising segment of the podcast um wow that's a trip okay uh Let's see here. New subscribers. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Society to join. Okay. So let's see what the new subscribers are. You get your name read right on the air if you join, even at the $1 level. But if you join at the $5 level or up, you can get a free skull. You get en- uh, an entry. One person a month. Um. Okay. I have to log out of my personal one. I really was unprepared for this, as I usually am. Uh, I need to learn to delegate. Um, you can join my Patreon too. It's Patreon.com/slash/ChetZar. I've got a, a a animating a painting tutorial coming up this week. I'm going to finish and post. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, I'm getting there. I'm sorry, sorry people. Picasso the mundane has messaged me. Okay. Last subscriber was Rodney Thompson. Uh, okay, let's see who the the new subscribers here are, and then we'll get on with the Randy Ortiz interview. Uh, okay, this always happens when I miss an, when I miss a week. Uh, I have a hard time finding the new subscribers. Okay,
1: oh shit, what was his name? Um. Damn, now I forgot his name.
0: Sorry. What a terrible intro this is. My bad. You don't come for the intro. You come for the for the interview anyway. Uh, Rodney Thompson. Okay. That was the last one I read. And uh, now I've got to sort through deleted pledges because there's always deletions. Well, not always. That's not true. But. Patreon goes up and down. It's kind of a weird thing, but I get it. People aren't always making enough money to support it. Well, I don't see Rodney Thompson on my list of subscribers, so I'm just going to start with Anna. Thank you, Anna. Scott Cranack. Thank you, Scott. Um, Nonorama. Thank you, Nonorama.
1: Uh, Tyvon
0: Krieger Kevin McGuinness, Ben Licata Otis Chamberlain and Jacob Cannell thank you so much for your support um, yeah you make it happen that's how I can afford to do this podcast oh wait a minute I probably read those here they are oops I read on the wrong spot oh god Help me. Help me. Okay. This is what I should have read. So, (laughs) Shane Petty, uh, Mond, I don't know how to pronounce this M O N D K A T Z E, Mond Cats. Thank you for supporting the podcast. All right. That was way too long of an intro. Uh, You want to, you want the, Randy Ortiz' interview is really great. Talks about uh, shadow people and sleep paralysis as well a lot. That's something we have in common, among other things. Anyway, his work's awesome. You'll love this interview. It's great. Okay. uh, Thank you for listening. And here we go. Hope you enjoy it. What's up, Randy?
2: Not much. How's it going with you, man?
0: It's, it's great, uh, being kind of hot, um, and you being too cold.
2: Too cold, yeah. I don't know <laughs> why you took off my jacket. I should put it back
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Um, Thank you. Love your work. Love your work. It's like uh, uh, I, I, I kind of rediscovered you on Twitter since I got on for the NFT thing, and um, now I'm spending a lot of time on there, but... You know, I've been a fan of your work for a long time. I don't know if I, I think maybe I saw it in this uh, one of the was it in one of the spectrum books or some of the spectrum books or uh, I don't think so. No, I know I've seen like the the I don't know. I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. Amazing. I was just showing you, I was I was just texting Gabe Leonard. Um. And say yeah, I'm gonna interview this guy today, and he was like, "Oh man, this stuff's great." <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah, amazing work. Uh, God, I got so many questions about so many different things. Well, let's 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 start off with just an introduction to the audience. I mean, uh, uh, where are you from? What, what's what's your deal? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, what is my deal? What is my model? <laughs> um, well, I lived in uh, Canada all my life. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba um and uh, started drawing since i was a kid i think everyone has that story you guys yeah. like start off as a kid and doodling and stuff but when it started taking off was maybe about 10 years ago 11 years ago is when i started doing this full-time
0: oh wow okay yeah
2: so i uh, originally i was i worked in architecture um and i took that job because you know that's the old story where your your friends or your family would tell you yeah you're you're good at drawing but you can't make a living off that shit so you better like think of something
0: get a real job
2: get a real job or you're going to be screwed and I was like okay so I (laughs) wasn't everyone obviously and I went to architecture thinking that you know I could I could it would be a job and I could still like be creative in a way and then Mm -hmm. I went to college for three years started working and then like within three years I was like I haven't been creative at all in this job it's it's so boring. What 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 uh,
0: did you what did you do to, for that job? Like, uh, what, mostly what was like, uh,
2: like 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 um, the technologist side of it. So I'd be drawing like uh, blueprints, um, working drawing, stuff like that. Uh, was it kind
0: of, was it drawing still at that point? Or no, it, like, it's all computer generated. Yeah, so right. It's all
2: CAD assisted. So and a lot of it um, was just 2D boring stuff. Um, just like you'd have to like memorize the the coding book and like. Basically, my job in a nutshell was um, you had, like, the architects who were the dreamers, right? And then they would come to me, like, to, like, formulate it and engineer it. And then my job would be to tell them that they're insane and that this building will kill people. <laughs> so let's do it this other way. And then it would just, you'd have to meet somewhere in the, mi- in the middle and you'd come up with a very boring brick building. R- so,
0: wow. So that's why buildings are so boring. Oh dude, so, like, so many, yeah. so many buildings.
2: For the most part, yeah. Especially in Winnipeg. Like all our buildings are just brown brick, gray brick,
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: you know, like rectangles. But so I did that <laughs> for three years. I was just like everyone, like, I loved everyone at that place. Like it was like a family, but the job itself. I remember some days I would literally, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but like, there were literally some days where I locked myself in the bathroom <laughs> and cry. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I am so with you, man. I, I yeah. was there when it came to in in the effects business like it got oh, that really? bad yeah even in the effects business it's like after i don't know 15 years i would i, re- I would like cry on the way home on, in the oh. commute yeah like like this kind of angry crying like so just like i gotta get out of this you know That's so right- funny because
2: like, i I've thought about doing that job like i always wondered what it'd be like to do special effects stuff
1: like that. It, it's mm-hmm.
0: it's a totally great job but i you know i got to a point where it was you know it's like creative um you know uh uh, you don't get to really uh create your own vision you're usually working for somebody else who's telling you how to do it sure you try and make it cool they try and Uh, make it not cool Yeah, (laughs) and then you're fighting with them to make their project better and it makes you feel like you're going crazy like why am i fighting so that you'll have a better product stuff like that and and um and and I started doing the the you know, fine art thing, and my stuff started painting, or uh, stuff started selling my paintings. So it's like at that point, I was like, oh, I see a a way out of this, and this is what I really want to do. So it's like, but I still like another seven years I was working, so it was just like yeah. to- torture being being at this job I didn't want to be at anymore, while my artwork was kind of starting to take off, but I couldn't quite afford afford to leave it yet. So That's I feel you. Because-
2: because the uh, my transition from architecture was to go into more of a commercial artwork type gig, which I was like I I was salivating at just being able to like do commercial work right. with art. Yeah. and then once I started doing it like you, I was like this kind of sucks too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what happened with yeah yeah that's happened with sorry that's that's what happened with me. I, I started thinking well I could do digital sure uh, digital effects too, and I started okay. trying to do that before I did fine art. And then I was, like, realizing, oh, shit, this is exactly like makeup effects. It's like someone else is telling you what to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's what it was.
0: It was, was like,
2: I mean, like, maybe the first, like, two years, I was like, this is awesome. I'm getting Mm. paid to draw. But then, after a while, yeah, you start to feel like I have more to give. Right. Like, you're, 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 my work, I feel like my ability was getting better and better the more I was drawing, right? And then it came to a point where now it's, like, shit, I want to do stuff that I want to do. And, 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 these um you know people who are commissioning me whoever it is commercial whatever they're kind of like reining me in and being like don't get too creative now this is what we want you to do so I was like okay fine whatever and then just after years of doing that where I'm like I want to start telling my stories like right. why, why can I make my own creations at this point so then yeah I got to that point maybe I don't know seven years in and I was like <laughs> kind of, I kind of don't like this anymore I'm gonna try other stuff and then yeah then eventually I started doing more fine art stuff And that's just now I feel kind of taking off a little bit, maybe the past, like, I don't know, three years, Mm, but, um, but I still do commercial gigs. Like I'll do that. Like, that's the thing, right? It's like, (laughs) if only you could make so much money to just do what you want to do. But I think for most artists, it's, it's hard. I mean, with NFTs now, it's a lot easier. Right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm having trouble with that myself, but like (laughs) I just started, so I don't know, but um, it's, it's, Yeah, I feel a lot of artists struggle with that, like finding that that sweet spot where you could be creatively have that freedom and like make enough money to sponsor your habit of like you know trying to create and be creative. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do that when you're when you do commercial games usually, unfortunately, but it pays a bill. So
0: yeah, I mean uh well plus I have noticed that getting after uh getting out of effects. Now when I do commercial gigs, they're they're fun again because I don't do them almost I almost never do commercial yeah. stuff. So yeah, then, then it's like it breaks up the monotony of just doing your own stuff, which is yeah, sure. kind of cool, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Once in a while, if, if something cool comes comes by, like a tool poster or something, it's like nice. a great, <laughs> nice little break, you know. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. super Sweet. cool. So yeah. So, wow. Uh that how long have you been doing NFTs?
2: Uh, not that long i th- i was like around the same time as you i think like oh, uh,
0: funny uh, like january
2: no i think more october yeah, october was when i started
0: oh okay wow yeah it's so funny so many people i'm talking to are like i assume that they've like i thought you'd been in for a year or, or so or longer yeah. it was uh, i started stuff.
1: in
2: october and then like i think around that time i think i came in right when it it the explosion started dying down a right, bit, right? Right. And then I was in that dip of like when gas was so insanely high for whatever reason, right? So I couldn't really sell anything because yeah. I wanted to spend three hundred dollars in gas just to buy something that was like a hundred bucks. But like, right? <laughs> I was in that dip for like months and I didn't put out anything and then just kind of started picking up again. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, how's how's your experience so far? And you might have covered this on the podcast more, but like, is that- it? Uh, how
0: was it's, your experience? It's been great so far. I mean, I haven't um I've done five single ones, just single individual one of ones. Yeah. And they and they all sold. So nice. and, you know, I'm doing them every probably about one every three weeks. So it's like I'm waiting for the I'm waiting to see how long that'll go. And I just, I'm going to keep going until <laughs> I, I put one out and it doesn't sell, you know, within a w- couple weeks or something. So, and then I'm just playing it by ear, you know? Um, I started, I the first three I did were just still images. And um, the last two are animations. Like I animated my paintings, like right, chop- yeah. chopped them up and animated them um, and people seem to like those. So I'm working on some more, but I also have all this other shit I'm trying to juggle with commissions that I, you know, commissions and getting my book shipped and all this other stuff going on. So it's kind of like, I'm in the same, I'm in the same spot. I was with effects to where I see this thing over here. I want to be doing books. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> trapped, even though I still love painting, it's not nearly the same situation, but, um, uh, it's kind of funny how it's so similar, like circling yeah. back around, but, um, uh, so what, yeah, there's so many things I want to ask you about. One thing, uh, you're you're famous for these p- movie posters you do too, which I didn't realize. That like all these, it's funny because I've been looking at these posters and didn't realize it was you. And it's like <laughs> these are some of my favorite movie posters I've seen. They're so cool, and uh, and I I was researching you a little bit and I was looking at an interview and they were, had all these posters like oh shit he does these posters. Cause it's a kind of a different style from your, your personal stuff.
2: Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, really, it's the thing, right? Like you're, you you, the personal stuff you can't put any of that into. Well, sometimes I've tried to like maybe do my own personal twist on a movie, but like usually doesn't work, but
1: yeah, you know. <laughs> they're
0: cool. But, yeah, that's,
2: that's the thing, right? Like I try. you try to find, well, I do anyway. I try to find a mix of what can I put into this poser? So it's clearly an or- Randy Ortiz piece, but it's also, it, it, it's about the movie, right? Right. So it's hard to like find that balance sometimes, but yeah. But yeah, I, I like those gigs. Uh, Mondo was awesome. Mondo was was those Mondo posters were like what kind of uh, got me on the radar of a lot of people. Right. So um, you know, like uh, Mitch Putnam and uh, Rob Jones, who are like the creative directors there, they they kind of are in a way responsible for my art career. Uh, Mitch especially too is the one that onboarded me into NFTs. He's like, oh a, wow. Yeah, so like um, a lot of connection and a lot of uh, history with me and Mondo. So uh, I, I just got a job today from them. So <laughs> I'll be working on that. Oh, that's and, great! Uh, another movie poster as well with them. So um, yeah, it'll, it'll, I don't think I'll ever not be doing anything for Mondo. So how lo-
0: how long? Uh, when did you start working with them, and how did that gig happen?
2: Uh, I can't remember. It might have been 2011, 2012, maybe. Um, hmm. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Putnam. He saw my. I did. I did a gallery show for Spoke Art in LA, and they did like a giant, giant group show um, mm-hmm. for um, uh, Wes Anderson films. Oh wow! So I was brought on to do that. That was my first gallery show, and I did like I think I did a real Tenenbaums poster or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, it kind of got on the radar of Mitch, and Mitch was like, he just emailed me. He was like, you want to do a poster for the Goonies? I was like, fuck yeah. Like, Mondo, <laughs> fuck yeah. At, at that time, Mondo was like they were they were popping up. They were like super crazy punk rock, like underground, like right, right. Popular, sh- like uh, called falling. I was like, hell yeah, like this is gonna make my career, I think. And it did eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And then um, so yeah, I did uh, my first poster for them, first movie poster anyway, was uh was for the Goonies, and that's like still to this day one of the more higher sought. Uh, posters that i've done for mondo like on ebay it flips for like 700 bucks sometimes wow <laughs> and, um, yeah so that's that cool. was my first that's it's been wild uh, they, they've been good to me so
0: what was that happening during your illustration phase of of your career kind of or
2: yeah so like the, yeah so i mean um yeah and if you looked at my like catalog of work like my artwork at, at one point just completely changed <laughs> <from> like, <laughs> line like heavy high detail line work to like what i do now which is more gestural um charcoal mm-hmm. type work yeah but yeah it was around that time where i was doing i was heavily influenced by like um Aaron horkey i don't know if you know that artist oh yeah he's amazing yeah he's he's a he's a probably one of the best <laughs> illustrators in my, yeah. for my money anyway in terms of like the line work is yeah insane. unbelievable um and ken taylor as well they would both influenced me at the time so a lot of my work was uh influenced in that way plus like that style at the time at mondo was like what was like selling so right. like stupidly i was like i should do i should look i should do my work like that like instead of like trying to find my own right thing. right it's funny it's one of those growing pain type stories where it's like oh i gotta like find my own style
0: oh everybody every artist goes through that you know sure
2: yeah yeah yeah.
0: So um okay, I wanted to ask you, you know, I you do these these uh these movie posters are like very I guess uh uh I don't know what how how you would um say it, but it's like e- easy to print, <laughs> you know, made for easy screen separation or whatever, where it's not it's like not a lot of gradation, it's more like you know, sure. block bl- blocks of what i can't express myself you know what i'm talking about yeah Yeah. it's like
2: you you want more like hard edges yeah because yeah it it becomes like well i mean um the like my my current style with the gestural more uh, painterly charcoal stuff is very hard to print screen print yeah yeah, mono print Mono posters are all screen printed and so like um it has to be separate on layers and they need to be. I don't want to get into the whole yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Body, right? But like, <laughs> it's very difficult to do, right. um, especially if you don't have those hard to find lines. You can't like create a screen right to like push the ink through, um, you know, in a convincing way. But there are printers like DL screen printing who who are fucking masters at that shit. They literally can take my my loose like paintingly painterly. Works and screen printed somehow. I have no idea how they do it, but they pull it off somehow. But uh, they are very experienced. But yeah, but like, yeah, typically you want like hard edge blocked. Right.
0: So, yeah. So, how do you, what's your technique for doing that? Because I've always, I've always assumed from being from like back, back in the day when I started doing digital stuff, like in the late 90s, mid late 90s, that that was like all kind of done in Illustrator, but, but yep. a lot of artists do in Photoshop too though, and kind of hand yep. paint it, right? Yep. So how are you doing that? Well, which um, technique are you using?
2: Well, there are artists that do it in Photoshop that are uh, very—they know what they're doing. My trick is I just do it flat and then pay someone else to separate
0: it. (laughs) Oh, okay, really? Yeah. So you just paint it in? Do you do it in Photoshop or are you doing it in? No, mostly
2: it's done by hand. Uh, by hand, but like uh, on paper with charcoal stuff. Are
0: you? You're talking the movie posters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no way! I had no idea. So so then
2: once I then it's black and white, and I scan it in, and then I color it in Photoshop oh that's cool
0: yeah. that makes um, a lot of sense
2: but there's like yeah so like the text and stuff that's on a separate layer that's easy to easy to write right right, to right but um but usually the art is just usually a flat kind of thing unless i'm getting like creative and i'll do like layers for specific things but typically yeah i just <laughs> they have a they have a team there at Mondo that they'll just separate it for me that's i don't know if they take that out of my paycheck or what <laughs> but, like, um they must, because like that shit must be so hard to do. I have no. I tried doing it myself once using um, screen ripping technology, and it's like I don't know what the fuck. Yeah,
0: like, it's a whole other thing.
2: It's a whole other thing. That I just don't have time to learn.
0: That's kind of why I never even went in that area and thought about it, because I was just like, you know, I would need to learn Illustrator, and I'm not great at Illustrator, and it seems very technical. I I like it, you know what? When, when I've messed around with it before, but um. You know, I just never never even considered doing it that way. That's the
2: thing too though with screen printing, it's it's a whole it's a I don't know what you call it, but like it kind of defeats the purpose of what I do sometimes where it's right.
0: like
2: screen printing, you're is, there's a specific look to it, right? Right. So then once right. you start doing my stuff. And using screen printing, it kind of is like, why would you screen print like this? Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right, right. Uh, this is the way things are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, well, because like digital prints would be cost so much more money to do, but,
0: um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was, you know, having trouble with T-shirts. I was getting screen printed uh, years ago, and in order to get it to look really good, the, the, the ink would have to be so thick it was like a, like a vinyl layer on the shirt <laughs> yeah. it's like i don't know how many colors they use and it looked amazing but it's like not a very comfortable shirt to I mean, wear. it just starts cracking yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like a cracker. yeah yeah so funny but um so when did you start uh doing the gallery work because it sounds like you were did you do the commercial illustra- illustration and then go into gallery work or were you kind of doing both at the same time or
2: yeah, it was kind of a, a mixture of both. Uh I typically don't like doing gallery work because like just how much money it costs to do it. <laughs> yeah. People don't ever talk about that shit where it's like you have to give out like 50% your
0: Oh yeah, we talk about it all the time on here. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. And it's not it's not just a fifty percent too. You gotta frame that shit and then ship it. And it's well, like
0: especially being in Canada if you're showing it oh, you know, in LA and stuff a lot. That's good I live in LA, so it's easy for me to I just uh, run and drop something off. But um you know uh yeah it's it makes you know it's it's not necessarily like it used to be to to be a gallery artist to be a successful artist you know yeah um, i feel
1: yeah
2: I, I mean like i feel with the with the with instagram and shit like that it was like well now i'm my own gallery like right i get from showing at a gallery i'm getting from instagram
0: like, right yeah
2: um and now when it too it's like
0: oh yeah god
2: cutting out all that middleman stuff unless you're i don't know maybe you're on a platform or whatever but like which i like to pick your brain on
0: yeah well i mean you don't have to do it yeah. on <laughs> world, but,
2: um but it's just like yeah it's like uh, no offense to gallery owners i don't know what it's like to own a gallery oh uh, yeah like, it's hot but whatever but it's, it's just a like, bitch 50 like, i'm just like holy shit that's like <laughs> I'm it's to that shit. like it's crazy it's
0: yeah just, it's it's like uh I used to fantasize about having my own gallery, like a physical gallery until I started curating shows. I've got a really good relationship with Copero Gallery. And so it's like, you know, I've curated shows for them and just seeing behind the scenes, it's I'll never open a gallery
1: (laughs) unless I'm like
0: so rich that I could just hire people to just do everything. And I don't have to do anything because it's really, really difficult to run a gallery and really expensive sure they're running on a shoestring it's funny because they take 50 percent, but it's like it's a job i would never want to do it's so difficult but um i i do it's like i've always um personally been like you to where it's like i'm my own artist i sell direct i sell prints but i also have maintained this relationship with mainly with copro gallery to where i do a solo show with them like once a year, once every two years, just because it's, you know, I had to go the, you know, selling my own stuff route because gallery sales was never enough to cover my bills. I could never make enough selling through galleries. It just wasn't going to happen. So I started having to do prints and shirts and whatever I could. And I was able to make a living between those, those two things, you know what I mean? So now I do like a solo show as a, you know, an excuse to show stuff in a physical place and have people that are, that really like my work, go to see it in person. Cause that's always really cool just seeing artwork in person. So, yeah. for, you know, for me and supporting that gallery is like, it's worth the 50% for me to do that sure. when I do it, but I can't, you know, I've never sold enough in, uh, in galleries to, to even come close to making a living, especially living in LA. It's really expensive, you know?
2: Yeah, and I'd imagine too, like like showing at galleries. I mean, there is an upside, I'm supposed like I'm assuming that it's just like it opens up your work to more collectors as well, which is kind of hard to do on your. Well, I mean, like with Instagram and stuff, but like I don't know what kind of collectors like search for new art on Instagram. They probably go through galleries.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just changing so much. It's like, and like you said, with NFTs especially, it's like that's a whole new crop of collectors, a lot of who've never collected art, who don't know anything yeah. about art. They're just getting into it for the first time, which is kind of exciting talking to some of these collectors and like, you know, realizing that that it's new for them too. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. they just they just bought ETH when it was 10 bucks <laughs> or whatever. It's like so they got tons of ETH and they're starting to, you know, Imagine. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks because like I
2: heard about NFTs like a year before it blew up, and I was like, "That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." I did heard.
0: too. I, everybody did that, except for yeah. a few people that got in, and and they're like millionaires now. But fuck, oh, dude. can you imagine? It's like we're lucky we're in now, though. Really, I think because because it's yeah, still, it's you know, <laughs> it's it's. I think it's you know, people say it's like a bubble and it's gonna burst, but I think it's like it's like the art market. It's gonna go up and it's gonna go down, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're early still. We just missed that big crazy, <laughs> crazy time when people were selling stuff for a hundred thousand dollars. Oh man, like yeah. people were making like
2: 20 grand a week. And I'm like,
0: that's insane. Do you imagine? Ugh. Oh my god, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I believe in that space, man. I do. <laughs> the more I get into it, I'm just like, this is just too cool. It's
2: funny, like sometimes I'll see your tweets about like getting into like <laughs> getting into it with people who hate it it's like, oh Chet, why, why are you doing I know everybody t-
0: and it's like i know that everyone tells me don't waste your time and it's like i know that i know that i just like sometimes i can't help it because i know sure. that i know that they're wrong it's like it's not even that like i'm right and you're wrong it's like no you're mistaken you're you really are mistaken about the things you hate about it are not actually that accurate it's like yeah, some truth they usually to it. expose
2: themselves by just the things they say are like clearly you, you don't know yeah yeah. True, yeah
0: and that's the that's the tricky thing about it is, is it's hard I mean I, I I understand like like you I was the same way like this is stupid you know when it, when it was when I first heard about it but it's like it's hard to really grasp what's going on and what it's like. Until you kind of get in there and start interacting with people and interacting with the community. It's like, that's when I really started to get it is when I took that first chance and started like, okay, I'm going to follow a bunch of NFT accounts. I'm going to see what they're talking about and just, you know, comment and get involved. And then it was started clicking. It's like, it's about community more than anything. It's like a community thing. So, but Anyway, uh don't, I have I've been really trying to keep myself from talking about NFTs because ever since January when I got in, I've just like keep wanting to talk about it on the podcast and it's like I don't want to oh, piss, yeah, yeah, yeah. piss people off because I know people are going to come around eventually but Sure, sure, sure. Um <laughs> So yeah, yeah, uh, let's let's get back to to your your artwork cuz I love it so much. Um you, I mean, I one you know, aside from the fact that you're really a great draftsman or whatever you want to call it your you, you solid uh drawing skills nice. um i love your subject matter um i love that you have skull guys with cats and dogs and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because it's like there's kind of it's dark but it has a sense of humor to some of it and yeah. then, you know it's 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 just it's so i mean i feel like we have a lot of common in in, in a way it's like with the darkness and the humor and also the um sleep paralysis which we'll get get into and stuff um and being in being independent artists and and, uh the way that we've kind of approached our careers i suppose but um how, how did you how did you know you've you've started kind of being you know doing dark stuff from the beginning right or were you doing a lot of different stuff
2: yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, first of all, thank you for for noticing the humor in my work too, because a lot of people just do, do not. Get
0: that <laughs> right. It's great. It's great. Or right? It's like
2: it's like I'm trying to be funny, like <laughs> scaring people. Apparently, like I always get that that kind of like. It's always like, oh, your work is so dark, and it's like, yeah, I guess, but like, it's also kind of funny, Yeah. it's like, like? What is going on? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just like, I get that all the time, where like my work is 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 on the dark side, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because I think people think I'm I'm dark, (laughs) which I kind of am, I guess, but it's it's just more like I gravitate more towards that, like 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 people gravitate towards horror movies or like, right? You know, like I, I some days I like to watch, you know, some pretentious french movie by Mikael haneke and then the next day i want to watch grown-ups too with adam sandler you know like <laughs> right there's there's many facets to a person's personality yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i just find i don't know i just i just like i just like the stories more of um the more sadder subjects because i just feel i think mean, that's what life is it's sad
1: <laughs> right
0: yeah a <laughs> lot yeah. of it is
2: suffering i mean it's great but like i think majority of it is suffering um
0: it's yeah, yeah. It's, there's no way of getting it's part it's one of the, those things about life like like dying or death yeah. suffering it's like if you're alive you're going to suffer it's no matter what
2: and death is like the only common thing all of us have we're all working towards it right in a way yeah yep. <laughs> so it's like I, I mean that's that to me is, is is it's just life and art is is is, is suffering for me anyway um, yeah and that yeah. it just it just ends up my artwork just ends up being like that And then sometimes i'll throw a cat in there
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a very Buddhist approach uh life is suffering you know that's like a, 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 a major Buddhist tent tenet is that <laughs> yeah. you know life is suffering and the attachment causes suffering and all that oh, yeah. um, uh you know I don't know about you but I feel like like my stuff to me uh to me it doesn't seem dark like I never think like how dark can I make it it's like to me I'm like I'm just trying to make what I think would be so much fun to do and what I think would look really cool. And it's and then it's you know it's almost like if someone if no one ever told me I was a a dark you know doing dark art I wouldn't even think about it.
1: That's exactly how I feel too right. It's like our aesthetic
0: is oriented towards stuff that's darker but we don't think of it in contrast to light things. It's just like the way right
2: yeah. And I don't typically make art thinking that, okay, I'm going to bum a lot of people out. It's like, going to be awesome. Like, I don't even think that way. I'm just like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: here's, here's a story I have in my head. How about right. I draw a, this to accompany that story and then I'll tell that story through whatever the, my artist statement is on each, each piece. But right. Um, yeah. I don't set out to like be this way. It just, it just is.
0: Just <laughs> how you, yeah. It's just how you are. You know, yeah. I, I remember when I was first starting I, you know, I, have told the story a million times, so I apologize to the audience, but um, for saying it again, but I was trying to figure out what am I going to paint? I know I want to be a painter. I know I love all these painters. I've been drawing all my life. I love Bekshinsky and Giger and Frazetta and all these great artists, but I didn't know really what to do. And so I was like, I thought about it and I thought, well, I want this to be super real. Like I, I came out of effects, which is essentially commercial art. And I was like, I don't want it to be commercial art. I want it to be true, pure art from like the realest art I can do. And so I, I thought, you know, the most real I can remember being as an artist was when I was a little kid, like drawing army men, shooting each other or hot rods or monsters. And I, what I used to really draw a lot was monsters. And so I was thinking... I'm just going to paint monsters like I used to do when I was a kid. And that, that's, that's the thing that seems the most fun to me. And so then I started, I started doing that and it was like, oh, this is great. I love it so much. These are coming out great. I love, I love, love them and I love doing them. And, um, and I was like, but I felt like guilty almost like, man, I hope, just like you said, I hope I'm not bumming people out or in my, in my, you know, f- f- yeah, I don't know, just causing negativity in the world. I had, I really had to kind of overcome this Oh yeah, yeah. thing about like, am I doing a good positive thing in the world? Or am I just like making it worse by showing ugly stuff? But, you know, as I created more work, I saw people, people were like me that saw it and it made them feel good. And it was like a positive thing for them. So it's almost like we're just painting for, for people who have the kind of aesthetic that we have that Someone's got to paint for them. You know, there's a lot of us out there.
2: Sure. Yeah. A, and it's just like, you're. it's also connecting on that level of, uh, you know, humans are, are very complicated and we have all kinds of emotions. And one of those emotions is, is, you know, dark. And, right. it's, and if you can connect and for me anyway, when if I connect with someone on an emotional level on that, that wavelength, I'm totally like, I feel like I, I succeeded in what I wanted to do in the first place was to connect with my audience. You know, right. The last thing I want to do is make a piece of art, and, and it's just there's no reaction to it.
0: Right, um, right.
2: Um, I mean, I guess the argument could be, why don't you just make more happy stuff to make people happy? But I'm like, there's a lot of that shit out there anyway. <laughs> <So why laughs> yeah. not, I don't know. What? How about some something that we could have a, a deep, meaningful discussion over? You know? Right. Like, talk about mental health. is talk about yeah, and anxiety. Like it's not something we should hide from. We should all talk about this kind of shit. It's like it's real, and a lot of people suffer from it. Totally. And I don't. I, we might not suffer as much if we were more vocal about it. And that's where my art comes in, where it's like I'm displaying what can be in my head, and this is me exercise like exercising that demon onto a piece of paper for you. And maybe we could sit and talk about it. You
0: know? Right. And that. Oh, was, yeah, that will lead. I mean, that will lead to happiness. You know what I mean? It's like having that discussion and, and making these connections. That is a positive thing. So it's, it's, it's just, it's more like, you know, looking deeper, which is what dark art's all about anyway, really, I think is like looking deeper than just on the surface. And, and you know, uh, you know, another thing I related to you about after reading an interview was how you are you have no problem letting paintings go so you because you're more about painting or creating them drawings it's like Mm -hmm. uh you mentioned that i know i know a lot of artists are very like precious and like to hold on to the to their pieces and i'm the same way i'm like if it's done just get it out get it (laughs) out into the world pay me for it and take it i'm so i'm told i don't really i don't feel a need to hang on to it and admire it it's like it's all about the painting process for me yeah, That's what I love about it. That's my favorite part. And once it's done, it's like selling it is great. You know, I'm happy to do that.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be the, like, I, I, I literally, not even like just getting rid. I literally have no qualms about like, if someone were like, I want you to just take all your art and just rip it in half. I'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> pay as me, long as you pay me that. for it.
1: Yeah. I don't give it, just pay me. <laughs> but like,
2: yeah, it's not that I don't like my art. It's, it's you know, I've, I've done all I could uh with the with the piece in particular and my my goal was to to make it and then like i said connect with an audience the J big's out there on instagram somewhere and like we've had a conversation and i'm like or hopefully we've had a conversation with someone and it's if someone wants to collect that that's awesome if not then that's okay too Um, but yeah i never have an attachment to anything that i make really Um, in fact, like the longer I take to make something, the less connection I start having. With ah, it. Interesting. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I already know what I'm doing. I know what the end result is going to be. But it's like if you were to watch a movie, you already know the plot to it. It's like you kind of don't want to finish it because you already know what's going to happen. Right, <laughs> right. But like with me, yeah, that's why I try to, that's why I work so fast. Is because like I, I got to get this out while I'm still excited about it. Um, but yeah, I never really have an attachment to anything. I think it's that's a healthy way to to do about it
0: anyway. Yeah, it's made. Yeah, I agree. It's it's um, it's it's always made perfect sense to me. Uh, but I do I do know artists that are that like hate to part with it. Like it's so personal to them. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes totally makes sense. I just like. It's. I'm so focused on creating the next one. I just want to yeah. keep painting. I just want exactly. to keep painting. That's, that's me too. That's if the I'm fun part.
2: <laughs> on, if I'm holding on to a piece, then like, how am I going to move on to the next one? Like, I want to keep creating. Right. And that's, that's the fun part is like creating more stuff. Yeah. The not fun part is not being able to come up with anything. That's like the worst thing ever. But
0: yeah, it doesn't happen that much to me. But I, I. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I've had a, a. I mean, I, I can think of. One time, I really had a block that was, and I think it was just from exhaustion. You know,
2: so you never get like burnt out on ever, like.
0: I mean, yeah, I get burnt. I definitely get burnt out, but that's more of like I don't want to do it because <laughs> I'm oh. just so tired, you know. And I've done so much, so I've just been working too hard. Sure. I usually, I usually have ideas, you know, pretty easily, but, um. One time specifically, I was like, man, I had a show coming up and I was like, I have, I'm blank for the sure, first time yeah. ever. And awesome. it was like, it was, yeah, it was kind of scary. So I went back and I, I went and bought a bunch of horror, old EC horror comics from like the 50s and 60s that I, I just love these horror comics. You know, those old, really old yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, those, I always found those so inspiring as a kid and so i went and bought a bunch on ebay they had these like volumes of them yeah and i started just reading them for just going through and reading them and it completely made me inspire kind of got me in gear again and inspired me to come up with another show even though it wasn't based on that at all it was just like something that i love you know kind of got me out of it right yeah you know
2: yeah i i i get burnt out a lot so it's like it's I, I go into those spells where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I can't come up with anything. And then I start to feel like, uh, how how many more times can I go through this? Like, right? Well, oh, how about this? Like, So like, when is this when you ever look at, like, do you ever look at your work and be like, am I going to do this until I'm like 80, like it just seems, it just sounds crazy. Right. Yeah. What you're doing now is that you're going to be doing that until you die. It it doesn't seem like that's something you is sustainable in a way. (laughs) And I'll I'll come, I'll think about that constantly sometimes, but like, especially when I'm like in these dry spells where I'm like, I don't know what to do. And is this a sign that I need to find a real job? Uh And um, like like, like in January was like January up until like I want to say March uh, of this year, I was like, "The fuck am I doing?" Like to the point where I was like, "I need to find a job." Like really? Yeah, it, it got pretty bad, and like
0: plus, wow.
2: like I was going through stuff like uh, you know, personal stuff. Like mm. my cat was like, you know, on uh steady decline with his health, and. Um. Eventually he passed, and it was like one of the worst things in my life. Yeah, I mean, it
0: it's weird. terrible, man. It's terrible. It was, it was
2: like art was like the last fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like your bills don't give a shit. I know, stuff, right? <laughs> right? So the bills were coming, and I was like, my mortgage was coming. And I'm like, I, I I did my taxes, and I'm like, holy shit, I owe a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks NFTs. Yeah. And then I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. And then like, I'm gonna have to find a new job. But then eventually, like, I don't know what happened. Just something happened. Like, my, my um, creativity, like, went to overgear or something. I don't know. But, like, maybe, like, a few weeks ago, I, I just had a creative burst of energy all of a sudden. And oh, I did. have all these ideas that I want to do um, coming up soon that I'm going to be working on. But it's just, like, <laughs> I look back and I think, I'm like, how many times can this happen to me where eventually I'm just, like, I need something more sustainable? And like, <laughs> you know, just the, the thought of having that paycheck at the end of each week no matter what right so, like enticing to me but then like at the same time it's like well that's that's a sacrifice i feel that
0: you get you know get a paid start a patreon man that's what i did i started a patreon and so oh, what are you I, doing there what do you what do you offer there Is i i just i'm not even shipping i mean i do i do study study sales and things like that on there but um I'm just showing like my progress time-lapse videos. I've got it this same camera I record on here. I've got it pointed at my easel. So. Oh, cool. I just record everything, everything I paint. I just put the camera on when I paint. And then um, when a piece is done, I just do a time. I sh- shrink it down. So it's a time-lapse. And then I okay. just, I do time-lapses. I basically post everything that I'm working on as I'm doing it. Um, so you know, and then there's like other things for higher tiers for collectors that get, you know, percentage discounts that joining at a certain level and people get first dibs at new products and stuff. And it's really worked out well. And it's like, uh, it's not covering everything, but it's like a good chunk of money that, that I know is coming every month. And it really takes a lot of pressure off knowing that, okay, I'm going to get paid this much, at least once a month. Oh, that's nice. You know, it's a okay. kind of a bitch getting people over there, even though it's, you know, you can join for a dollar even, but once they get there, most people love it. They stay, you know, cause I, I noticed that, um, you know, on Instagram and stuff, cause I was posting like all the time. I used to post on Instagram progress shots of everything. I was basically what I'm doing on Patreon. I was doing on Instagram and people aren't as interested or they weren't as interested in seeing every little incremental phase I was painting. You know what I mean? Whereas Mm -hmm. on Patreon, it's like the people that are willing to pay at least a dollar a month. They want to see stuff as it's being made and they want to see the behind the scenes. Whereas casual fans on Instagram, they want to just see cool pictures. Right. So, so now I just do like kind of on social media, I just do like finished on uh, regular social media. I just do finished paintings and then all my behind the scenes and, and, and what's going on in my art life and what I'm working on, that's all on Patreon behind the, behind the paywall. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. I love it. I love it. It's definitely something
2: to, to, to look into for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, the dark art society has got a Patreon too for people supporting the podcast. So if you get one, I'm sure people will just join it from because they're already, they already have accounts on Patreon. So if you have, if you start one, they'll hear this oh, right podcast on. and join your Patreon. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll join it. I definitely join it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I hear you. Um, and you're younger than me, so I feel your pain. Um, I've been, I, I've, you know, I, I'm at a point where it's like, you know, I can see the end of my life, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, pro- I'm hopefully got 20 years left. And then who knows if I'm going to still be mentally there enough to keep painting at that point. But um, I mean, I've, I've, I've been num- uh, numerous times to that point where I'm just like, how can I keep doing this? How can I, how can this keep going on? this month to month and just this feast or famine and uh but i i just kept going with it just kept doing it kept doing it this is started like 2000 is when i was like i'm gonna do this and i started doing it and um and uh uh i don't know eventually i i i feel like I feel like with NFTs it's it's sort of this next phase to where I'm not having to bust my ass so hard cuz that's the biggest problem with me is just I've been able to do it since like I don't know whenever Land of the Lost came out when it landed a lot remember that stupid remake of Land of the Lost that came oh, out Oh yeah <laughs> holy shit <I'm laughs> that was a la- that was the last that was the last movie I worked on I think it was oh, like really 2009 or 2013 I'm not something like that yeah and so oh, wow. I've been able to be full time since then with just doing my own stuff. And it's like, I, I figured out a way to do it, but it's just is like a grind, man. It's just been so hard work every single day Yeah, where it's like, I feel like, you know, points where I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack, it's just like, it's way too hard. And, and it just in the last, you know, since I don't know, the last year, it's gotten to a point where I'm with the Patreon also, where I've kind of gotten over that hump. And I'm not like making tons of money, but it's like it's not that much of a grind. I can like stop at a certain time in the evening and go to bed at a normal time and all that stuff. So, um, you know, between Patreon and my my web sales, it's like a lot easier now. So I guess, too,
2: like, I mean, this is this is why we I mean, the freedom we have as artists is. I guess that's the huge upside to not having an office job with a steady paycheck. Right. Mm -hmm. There are sacrifices on both ends and it depends on which one you want to have. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's hard. It's that, that you don't have that sense of security as like an office job would have. Right. Right. But you also have you're also working in an office and so yeah. you, you, you don't exactly have you're also
0: locking you. yourself in a bathroom at lunch and crying exactly <laughs> so at that
2: right so it's like yeah maybe i am have-
1: this is totally
2: fine you know
0: yeah yeah you
2: kind of have to switch your brain a little bit like that but it is scary i mean i'm sure you've had months where like or eight months i don't know if you have but like i have where i literally will go a month and there's like no money made oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no. and that is terrifying and like it's 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 so hard but like i guess when you think about it in that sense where it's like well you have the you can you so much you have so much more freedom to just do whatever
1: the fuck you yeah,
0: want yeah yeah and you also what i like about it is you also can when when things are rough you can go like okay i'm gonna use my ingenuity and figure out how to make some money like i'm gonna make a new print or i'm gonna paint some studies and sell them mm. you know what i mean it's like it you're kind of relying on yourself more to to bring the money in when you need it which is ultimately a good feeling when you can pull it off you know it's scary yeah. though because you every time you think is it gonna is this gonna be the one time it doesn't work oh god I mean I've I've had I remember one time I posted I had um it just was so funny I was I just laughed I took a screen grab of my bank account it said like six dollars and 27 cents it was just like I posted it because it was so absurd and it was like <laughs> you know, I've got a mortgage and I got $6 on my account. And, but I, it was, it was funny. Cause people were messaging me. You need help, man. You need me to send you 50 bucks. It was really cool that people were worried about me. I was like sort of taking it in stride and just being like, this is what it's like to be an artist. You know, sometimes you're just completely broke. God, but- that, just, that just scared me so much. <laughs> but my, I, my dad, my stepdad was an artist growing up. So I, that's, right that's how it was when we were growing up it was always feast or famine um so i'm kind of used to it i guess but um yeah i don't know i just I've, i i t- it seems like if you can bring in enough revenue streams you can make it all work and know that m- money's going to be there when you need it for the most part you know
2: right
0: uh, there's yeah. a tra- trash trash truck outside sorry about that oh. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's trash day. I don't know why I schedule these for Monday. It's trash. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you you going to an office job would be a crime against the arts. You'd never go back, never go back to an office job. Your stuff is way too cool. The art world yeah. needs you. Don't do it okay <laughs> you can do it you can do it <laughs> I, I just i just maybe i'm just
2: being dramatic some days where i'm just like oh, oh so, yeah some days you know it's, like,
0: like I, I relate i understand man it's just yeah i don't know it's, it's tough, tough man it's, it's tough, man. tough yeah. it's not an easy job it's like one of the hardest ways to make a living i imagine being like a writer would probably be harder or a poet that would be harder but you know well it's because like you're in
2: you're you you're trying to make it all yourself right it's mm-hmm. not you're you're not just making the art you're also trying to like market yourself you're also trying to yeah do all the accounting you're also trying to do all the fulfillment wrapping shit like
0: all that stuff it sucks sometimes it's crazy yeah it's insane it's such a it's so. such a yeah it's like it's like i i don't know if you saw that post i where i was talking about uh you know for people who say i'm into NFTs for the money did you see that post? No, it, sure. it was it was great. <laughs> it was. What <good. laughs> what did it, you say? It was like uh, I'm trying to remember. It's like you know, if you think I'm in NFTs for the money, then you've never. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna screw it up. It was basically like said something like, "You you, uh, be a fine artist for 20 years and tell me I'm doing oh, yeah. it for the money. Anybody yeah. that you know is a that can." Tries to make it in fine art is not doing it for the money. And first of all, too, like there's not like
2: not everyone that goes into NFTs makes millions of dollars, right? Right. right. And on top of that, like, get like we've we we just got fucked in the ass for so long as artists (laughs) still continue to. And it's like, finally, we get a little bit, uh, whatever, I'm going to get into it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm so with
0: you. It's like, finally, finally, there's an opportunity for artists. No one ever
2: talks about that. No one ever talks about the opportunity, the opportunity that this has afforded artists, finally.
0: Finally, in the history of the world, there's never been a time like this for artists. And it's like. Give us a fucking break at least once. It's like, and I'm not getting crazy rich on this.
2: I'm just doing enough to like get my shit to like afford to like pay my mortgage and my bills, so right. I can like concentrate on making more art, the art right. that people like, you know. And Holy totally, man, but i we not gonna yeah. detach on that. But <laughs> it
1: gets really frustrating.
0: Man, I'm with you 100. I'm with you 100. It's so it's so wrong. It's so wrong. And the other thing, okay, and then I'll stop talking about. It. But the other thing is. <laughs> You know, if you have an issue with, aside from the environmental thing about blockchain being overblown when you compare it to things like game, online gaming, and all kinds of other things, aside from that, the NFT aspect of blockchain is like a minuscule as far as energy consumption, from my understanding of it. It's not like it's like the blockchain exists whether we mint on it or not. So it's not like the NFT aspect is even adding to any of that. So just to to focus on artists doing NFT is so wrong. That's why it gets me so pissed off and I have to say something sometimes because it's just inaccurate. It's like misplaced anger. But anyway, (laughs) let's talk talk about something more fun like sleep paralysis. Sure, yeah, very fun. (laughs) That was another cool thing I read about you is that you are one of the few people I've ever heard, one of the few artists I've ever heard openly talking about sleep paralysis. And uh, so, and I have had that since it was right around when I went through puberty, I think, like age 12 or 13 is when mm-hmm. I first had my first one. And uh, and I had one just like two nights ago, randomly, out of nowhere, I, I was falling asleep and I got, you know, you get that feeling and you're like, oh, oh shit. It. <laughs> exactly. That's
2: always the, my first reaction is oh fuck no <laughs> I can't move I could barely breathe
0: I wasn't there yet but I could feel it coming out I was like oh, oh no and then and then it's like I didn't even see any figures but I started floating and I started going down like I went oh, over to yeah. the side of my bed and I was getting pulled down into the ground yeah. and I was like oh no and it was super terrifying and I woke myself up and then i was like oh i don't want to go back to sleep because it's gonna happen again because it happens again yeah and i careful and i and i kept falling asleep and it kept happening and i kept waking myself up and it was like oh man and i finally was able to get to sleep because it is not a fun feeling at all um so but but talk about i've got a million stories but i want to hear your experience with sleep paralysis
2: they're all the same stories too i find it's like Mm -hmm. like it's the same uh way i get them and then when comparing those stories to other people it this the basic it's the same basic plot where yeah. you're, you, if you said you're slowly kind of falling into your bed it's right. almost like there's a pressure of someone pushing you down yeah and you can't move i don't know if, if this happens to you where like you think you can't breathe but you are breathing but you think you're not
0: yeah yeah that's I mean, like that, that was the what i had two days ago i was like and i and i think that i'm I think maybe i'm not breathing like maybe it is sleep apnea or something because i i could feel myself still in my body a little bit and i was kind of going <laughs> yeah you know, like exactly. i'm trying to get the breath in because i think oh, oh shit i'm not going to be able to breathe and i'm going to float away <laughs> and die but, i'm gonna i'm gonna end up having sleep paralysis <laughs> sorry no that's fine i think it's pretty funny but have you, have you seen that you saw the movie the nightmare you have to have seen that right?
2: I, I do not want to watch anything involving sleep paralysis it's, like it's, there's it's, a documentary it's a, go but like, i don't want to watch it it's so good it's really scary <laughs> but but the thing is
0: uh it's a documentary where where it's just interviews about people who've had sleep paralysis like yeah. a, a small handful of people and they've had really intense ones but the trippy thing if you don't want to see it, you can just take my word for it it's like i could every one of those people i was like oh that's exactly what i had oh i had i had that happen too yeah. oh i had yeah. that happen too like they all had pieces of of i mean there's like connections that everybody has, like similar things that happen. It's mm-hmm. freaky, man. It was what that movie just freaked me out.
2: For usually it's like um I don't know if this is the same with you, but like it's it's you're like awake, but then your dream is almost like it's being projected from your eyes onto like your bedroom wall. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, it's like your dream is superimposed on top of your reality. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like it's like a yeah. weird thing like, and then that's yeah. where the, the 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 illusions come from i think when you see like the the, the dark figure in your bedroom standing over you i well, see I, through
0: my sometimes i'll see through my eyelids it's like i yeah. know my eyes are closed but i can kind yeah. of see the room oh god that's the worst yeah it's so, like,
2: the, <laughs> sometimes i'll feel like i shook myself awake right but then like a second later like no i'm still i'm still in it right like, yeah then, yeah and it just keeps replaying over and over i'm like shaking myself out of it right but like yeah, no yeah. a second later no you're still in it it's
0: still oh my god i hate I, it i get it when uh because i've i've also had like these out-of-body experiences where they felt amazing the opposite of the sleep paralysis thing oh well it's the same thing though because usually i float when i'm having sleep paralysis I, I it's like sometimes i'll sink sink but I'm, often i'm like I float off to the side, or I float around, and I can't control oh. can't control myself. I'm trying to like fly, but I'm just like floating, huh. and I can't do anything. And uh, but I've had a couple that were just like amazing, like blissful, basically what it feels like to do ecstasy. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like to me. It was like amazing, this love feeling, really cool. But for the most part, it's scary as shit, and it's not like that. But um, uh, I had one recently too where. I was couldn't move. And this is a weird one. I just, I just told the story recently, but I'm going to tell it again. Cause it's so freaky and at the foot of my bed, I couldn't see anything. It was invisible, but I knew it was there in the shape of like a big, like a a bell, oh. like a big bell shape or a mound.
1: And it yeah. was invisible.
0: And it was a, a, it was like an old lady's voice cursing at me in like I thought it was Russian or Romanian or something like super pissed off like really mad and it started coming around the bed to my side and I was like oh shit and I woke up I was able to pull myself out of it and I thought um uh first thing that popped in my head was Baba Yaga yeah I was like and I was like (laughs) I don't know really about Baba Yaga isn't it like a house with
2: chicken legs or something yeah 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 but but
0: but i was like i just thought oh yeah that was me free associating or whatever and um i eventually a day or two later i was like i'm gonna look that up and it was it's a fucking eastern european mythology romanian slavic russian thing and it was like, I know she was speaking in like a Slavic or an Eastern European language. It was like, it was curse words in those languages. It was so weird. Yeah, it was so, so freaky. And it's like, these myths are based on these, whatever they are, whether they're all in our heads or psychological or who yeah, knows really what, strange. Yeah, they, they happen to people for Forever, and that's, that's how the these... strangest thing is like, why are they all
2: the same? Like... I
0: know it's like a con, it's like these archetypes. It's like the like you're talking about the pressure, it's like that's where the uh, the uh, what's that myth called where the the thing sits in your chest? There's, there's um... uh, like a succubus, or uh, I think, or there's something that sits on your chest and it's supposed to like press down on your chest,
2: yeah. Um but yeah that's that's usually my thing is i'm I'm being like forced down into the mattress and it's like i become part of the mattress it's like the worst wow. feeling ever yeah i don't know I, you get the dark figure too sometimes i mean you got that 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 way you just talked about but
0: i've had you know what i haven't had the as much as that's like the biggest common thread in that movie was yeah. these shadow people or the dark figures or top hat dark figure top hat or, or... i never had the hat it was always just like just like
2: a, a like a normal silhouette of a human just
0: body. A, okay my friend saw a normal silhouette we were tripping <laughs> but he <laughs> saw it that night he saw it walk by it was black and it had gold round eyes that was, it was other just glowing gold eyes and then like black figure walking by but mm-hmm. uh, i've had i mean the first one i the first major one i had it was a guy standing ne- there was a guy standing next to me who um he looked like a truck driver like he had like a kind of heavy set, flannel shirt it wasn't a black figure it was in a in a down vest and he had a pillow I've told this story a million times too he had a pillow up in front of his face so it was covering his face like he was holding a Uh, pillow and then he just kept hitting me with the pillow and then putting it back (laughs) in his face and it was like terrifying and I was trying to shake me shake myself out of it and this voice said there was a voice that said he can he can't hurt you but he can just scare you he can only scare you. It was like trying to calm me. And, and I basically shook myself out of it. And he just kind of like, just it all just like, like in a movie, like kind of got wavery and just disappeared. So that was the, the only figure that I've encountered, but I've had other ones where I knew there was a figure outside the door that I couldn't see. It's like, I just sensed that there was someone in the room or next in the next room, just kind of like aware that I was in that state. Mm-hmm. and it's it's like oh my god so you've seen this black figure
2: yeah so like it's it, it hasn't it hasn't happened to me in like many years now like I, I do get sleep paralysis but i don't see the figure anymore huh. uh, and it was around the same time where i started drawing them or them. Yeah, that? yeah that
0: one you did with the, the smiling face yeah that um, is so that that is so cool and creepy <laughs> that like totally expresses the vibe
2: um yeah so that's basically um that character and like I, f- and I i did a bunch of drawings with him yeah yeah that same same time and um when i did that he, he just stopped showing up oh so he, no way i'm not saying that's what happened like i it, that, i'm not saying that he stopped showing up because i started drawing. but like the, the coincidentally maybe it is i don't know yeah so like, I, he hasn't been in my any of my dreams like since like literally like wow like, like, 10 years or whatever it is um but yeah maybe he uh, just
0: wanted to be seen that's yeah, a, maybe. You know, <laughs> the
2: influence. But it was just like whenever the, one of the more common scenarios would be like it would be um, you know those people that come into your house sometimes to check your meter or whatever, uh-huh, yeah, like your readings or whatever. Yeah. That that would be him on the other side of my door, which had a window, and his face would be pushed up. Oh no
0: way! Are you serious? And, it,
2: and I would always let him in to do a <laughs> reading. And so, but then, like, then, like, then that was superimposed into my dream, and I would get sleep paralysis, and he would just stand right next to me in the oh bed. Oh my
0: god! So that would
2: be, but then, like, it became like after I started drawing him, like he 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 disappeared. But like towards like the the, the moments before I started drawing him, we started to like um like kind of like be more friendly towards each other. I don't know if that makes any sense. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hey meter reader again what's up? How's it going? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you're here again, huh? I'm like, yeah, I can't move. I can't sleep and I can't breathe. It's like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, yeah, it sucks. And then like, does, yeah. does
0: he ever speak or are you talking about just like no, a general attitude? No, no, it attitude? was just
2: like, it was this weird, like, Understanding of wow. like vocal, vocal understanding, but I sound like a same person right now. No, <laughs> I,
0: you're on the right podcast because I talk about this shit constantly. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know.
2: Maybe is I just became friends with him and he stumbled on me and I just did a drawing of him. He's like, "That's awesome! Thanks for drawing me." and okay, I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: love. I love that idea. I love that um, idea. I mean, who knows anything? But I mean, what you know? What if? What if you are, what if you were supposed to draw them? What if it was like something, who knows what, even if it was just part of your mind or yourself or whatever you want to say, even if, or a spirit or anything, Like I'm open to all possibilities because I feel like we don't know shit about anything in the world really. Um, But what if that, whatever it is, wanted to be drawn by you? And like, you know, just as, as like out of vanity or something. <laughs> it,
2: could, it could be like a thing where it's just like, it's your own self-conscious that some self-conscious that you're drawing. Right. And yeah. Now, now that has been fulfilled in a way, you no longer, it's no longer in your psyche because you got it out. Right. Yeah. It's not exactly another entity. It's really in reality, it's just your own head. Right. And your own mind that you've now acknowledged and because you've acknowledged it. You know, right. issue kind of thing I don't know well don't you know think
0: about. there's a great book by this uh a uh, magician named uh Duquette and it's called um it's all in your head you just don't know how big your head is so it's like you know his attitude is like this stuff is real on that weird spiritual level but it's also just in your head but your head, everything's in your head.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> everything is all one thing and it's all one big mind. And uh, I mean, it, it's not like there's an easy answer for for any of this stuff, but I just thought that was kind of a funny movie title or a book title. It's all in your head. You just don't know how big your head is. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> it could be the whole thing, right? Behind everything, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. Behind all all weirdness. You know, wow so ha- have you had any like specifically horrendous ones <laughs> that are or or noteworthy ones that are really. crazy? They're never, the
2: they're never like like ter- well they're terrifying but like it's never like i never feel like i'm gonna no i do feel like i'm gonna die <laughs> i
1: don't
2: know they're not like crazy they're just like oh okay this is probably how i'm gonna die tonight whatever this sucks but what can I do I can't move and then you just snap out of it but yeah I don't really call anything that that stands out other than like letting in the meter reader type of thing. yeah um he's never done anything crazy you just stand there and stare at me
0: yeah I mean that's pretty creepy enough i mean yeah that's
2: pretty unnerving in its
0: dude i didn't need me for a hell of a drawing that's for sure yeah no drawing (laughs) i love that drawing i immediately saw that i was like oh shit this guy knows (laughs) um yeah i had one a really i've had because i've had a few really noteworthy ones that were like very dreamlike but they felt different than a dream it's hard it's kind of like, have you had a lucid dream before where you're like become aware no, of dream? i've always
2: wanted to I've oh, never, it's like, so
0: cool i've had it happen what you do Do you
2: like i know you like, people say you practice meditation which i i do uh-huh.
0: but I've, never,
2: I've never been able to like get to that point of having
0: yeah i've never been able to induce it it just happens once in a, every once in a while i have a lucid dream i've never been yeah. able to make it happen but the last one i had that was so amazing it's like you just suddenly realize you're in a dream and you're like oh my god i'm in a dream i could do whatever i want like the i i did one and there was a uh this last one i had was really significant and cool i just i was totally suddenly just aware like i am now but i was in this different world i was like oh my god this is cool and i was like okay, okay i can't i gotta stay in the present yeah, I have to stay in the present because if you start thinking about it being a dream too much or if you start or you forget that it's a dream, you'll just go back into it. And if okay, you yeah. you know, and if you start thinking too much about it, you'll pull yourself out of it. So, I I was for some reason there was like a basketball hoop and I was like, "Oh, I could fly up to the basketball hoop." And I like took a bite of the, <laughs> the backboard of the basketball hoop <laughs> just cuz I could cuz I knew it was a dream, but the trippy thing was there was these people there, all around and there was this woman sitting down and i ran over and i was like oh we're in a dream we're in a dream like i was telling her <laughs> and as soon as i told her she turned into this weird doll like she was super realistic it seemed like a real person and she turned into like do you remember those dolls where you'd squeeze them and the eyes would pop out they're like yeah uh, and the ears would pop out <laughs> it, it looked like a big doll like that she just oh, God. turned into that which made me think that makes sense because all of this is like a projection of my mind and these people are not real they're like props in my in this movie i'm okay having right so then i went to go tell the other people in another room and while i was telling them i forgot that i was lucid and and it went back into the dream like i I lost my awareness (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool though you took a bite out of
2: the basketball hoop like what did it taste like yeah it didn't taste like
0: anything but it was like styrofoam or something it was like crunchy uh, like <laughs> that's crazy yeah it was really it was like <laughs> could fly around which is really fun but uh, anyway that the 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 sleep paralysis is it's like it's related to lucid dreaming somehow and i've had sleep paralysis experiences where like you were saying that dream is overlaid kind of yeah and it was it's kind of like that like one time i had a really scary one where and again, if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you've heard the story a million times. But I heard this on the door, my kitchen door, like over in the other part of the house. I heard like three in the morning. God. Like this frantic knocking. And then I hear these little footsteps come like running through the house, and there's little giggles from like a three year old child, like a group of them going, hee. all like a group of little children running in the house. And then they came in my room and they're invisible, but I could see where they were. It was like, kind of like the predator when he turned invisible, you could see it was sort of like that, but they were totally invisible, but I could see them. They ran around my bed and then they all stuck their hands in my head. Oh, I was starting to float too. My head was stuck and my feet were coming up and then they all shoved their hands in my head at the same time. And I felt, which is the first time I've ever had this happen this excruciating pain in my head. Well, it was weird because I didn't normally feel pain in any of these. And then I, then I was like able to pull myself out of it after they stuck their hands on my head. It was Gosh. awful. <laughs> it's so scary.
2: Have you made art from all this shit too? Or
0: I did a show actually called oh. um, we are the shadows, which, which is uh, was the idea was like these gangster shadow people. And um, I didn't like literally uh, represent paintings as from my experiences, but it was sort of like taking inspiration from it and just okay. coming up with the concept. So it's like, I'm, they're the, I'm
2: wondering if, if like, if you just out of curiosity, if you were to do it, like, like I did, I wonder if they, this would stop happening too. Like.
0: Yeah. Well, it hasn't. That's the weird thing about the one that happened recently. I haven't had a lot of them happen for a long time, really. Yeah. Um, but this one the other night, I was going to say that a lot of t- when I, they happen a lot of times when my sleep schedule gets thro- thrown off. And if I'm oh, like yeah. doing or if I wake up in the middle of the night and then go back to sleep, that's sometimes when it happens or oh, taking, yeah. you know, taking a nap at a weird time, sometimes it seems to induce it. But I mean, it's not really an issue or anything, but um, yeah, I wonder, though, I wonder. I don't know how I would even paint those little invisible kids, though. <laughs> Drop some acid, yeah. try to fall asleep a little bit, and then. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I did do a whole show of them, so that was kind of a fun show. Um, yeah, I love. I love this stuff. I love talking about. It. I would, you know, I would, and it, it might f- be freaky, but. If you ever feel up to it, check out this movie called The Nightmare because it's really. Yeah, I might as well
2: just check it out. Everyone tells me to check it out when we talk. About it's
0: it, yeah. if nothing else, there's stories a lot worse than yours, so it'll make oh, you feel yeah? better. But yeah, there's some really freaky stories, but um, and it's like all different types of people. Like one lady's super Christian, and so she frames everything in a very like demonic Christian way, and then another guy's not religious at all, and kind of atheist and so it's like different takes on this but they all have the same similar experience which is so interesting but it's worth watching just to see how similar i you'll just totally be like oh my god i can totally relate to this
2: okay i'll check it out and then yeah. have paralysis that night because <laughs> that's what i think is going to happen <laughs> i don't want to watch those movies because really <laughs> but no i'll totally check
0: it out yeah for sure <laughs> um yeah. I don't, I don't want you to have more sleep paralysis, but I just, I found it. It was, I, I was, it's like, I got freaked out the night I watched it. I did. I have to admit, it was like, I it's hard to scare me with movies nowadays. Cause I've just seen so many. I worked in the industry, but that movie, I was like looking at my door and looking into the living room with the light off and I was getting the heebie jeebies from it. But
2: what, what? what is the movie that you worked on that you like the best? Like in terms of your work, being like you're super proud of
0: uh probably well the tool videos I think those were sure. some of the coolest things I ever get to work on and the Hellboy 2 oh yeah I, I got to do his arm and oh crazy I didn't know that yeah I sculpted his arm and um and I did this character called the Chamberlain which is in it for like two seconds but he's like the king's right hand man sort of and um and it looked like I they let me do Garma let me do whatever I wanted. So it looks like one of my characters I would paint. So that was cool because it's like that I got awesome. I got one of my characters in a movie is what it felt like. So those those ones probably are the big ones for me.
2: That's cool, man.
0: Yeah. You ever do any movie work?
2: No, not really. No. No. I don't have, I don't have any. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I don't know what I would do other than draw. But I mean,
0: I, well, I, creature design and stuff. Sure. You know
2: because like, that stuff like i i, I kind of want i i guess you have like a, a back uh, background in um, sculpture design too i'm mm. assuming so like yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind of stuff i also wanted to learn how to do too but it's just so much
0: it's so fun it. yeah. yeah you'd probably be great at sculpting it's well fun. i
2: tried i tried learning um 3d sculpting like yeah times i'm just i can't stick to it but it's a bitch not, it's so hard <laughs> at, f-
0: at first it's a bitch but once oh, you sure, get over but, the hump it's really fun
2: but then, like you get to part parts where like the node stuff, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this I know. <laughs> it's I like know. your engineering stuff, and I'm like, whoa, okay, this is. I cannot retain this information.
0: Man, I was learning that shit in '98 is when I started learning 3D, and it was oh, like shit. mind, and it, and the programs were way crappier back then, and it was <laughs> like every day I was learning, I was just so exhausted from, yeah. you know, but it was worth it though. I I I, I remember getting to the you get to that point right where you're about to quit and you just push a little bit further and then it's like everything clicks and you're like okay and you start you know it's like photoshop remember how hard photoshop what was yeah at the first and then you and now you just zip around you get up to a point where it's like it's like that but just on a bigger level it's it's fun though
2: um i was wanting to learn how to do it because of nfts i
0: know right
2: but it'd be cool to do like augmented reality type stuff for people
0: yeah yeah that's what i i want to do some stuff like that too i'm i'm getting back into it to do that you know hell yeah
2: i think that'd be cool just to have like your like like a sculpture of one of your creatures that you could have downloaded and then just like have an augmented reality like in your living room would you, that would
0: be cool yeah Maybe i awesome. didn't even think of that that's a cool idea like a sculpture it would be on a table or something yeah you know? or like you could
2: walk into its head and like run around and shit i mean i don't know if that's even a possible thing but like
0: that would be awesome. <laughs> no,
2: with NFTs, like there's no fucking rules. Like you can I know,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, okay. T- let's talk a little bit about it, and then I'll. I okay. know I don't want to keep you too long because we're. I, I, I know you, I'm sure you have things to do, but I'm. Um, do you what? Do you have like plans? I mean, that's the thing about the the space. It's so cool. Is you can, like you said, you can kind of do anything, and 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 it hasn't been all figured out yet. So it's like there's things that no one's even thought of yet to do which I find really exciting. So I'm just curious. I don't know. Do you have like ideas of different things you want to do in that realm?
2: Well, like I said, like the 3D stuff. I mean, this is so far away though. We're like, I still need to learn how to do all this shit first. Mm. I still need to learn about NFTs, period. <laughs> yeah, I'm with like, you there. I'm with you it's, there. It's such a steep learning curve for me anyway. Like I'm just learning now. Like I'm going to be using Manifold to like make my own smart. Contract. Oh, you get, oh, really? I've been, yeah, I think I've so. been too,
0: too chicken to even try it that it's pretty easy and
2: straightforward um yeah. I think you should do it but yeah. i mean like you're on super rare though so like, who cares like you got all the cool shit i don't <laughs> so, like, <laughs> um, god how'd you get a super oh, we got this
0: well i mean i i i had uh two people one person that was on no two people that were on super rare two artists that knew my work and were fans that put a good word in for me oh nice and I just said, check this. You should check this artist out. And then I did my, um, you know, my, vi- you do a video and you list your accomplishments. And, you know, when you put all of the shit I've done over the last 20 years, yeah, yeah, 30 it years, sense. it's like, it's a lot of stuff. Like it's a bunch of movies, tool videos. Yeah. So I think just, you know, my IMDb, I got a Wikipedia page and all that shit. So it looks like I'm legit. So sure, yeah. I, I think that probably had something to do with it that I've had, you know, been able to sell stuff so for a, a long time. And I'm sure they're looking bottom line, they're looking to get artists that make money. So
2: yeah. I'm assuming yeah. I
0: don't know what the behind the scenes were, but I did get in quick. I got super lucky.
2: Like super quick. That's like that's like yeah of them. i was like holy shit this guy's <laughs> a little jealous but like he's he's killing hey, if i if yeah. i
0: if i get yeah thanks if i get um you know i still am like i don't know anybody really in there so it's like it's if i ever get to the point where i could influence you know looking at <laughs> yeah. checking out different artists i will definitely recommend you for sure hell yeah i'm still trying um, to get like just a foothold i feel like i'm trying to get a foothold in the whole thing i'm still a total newbie you know it's like sure, yeah i don't know what the fuck i'm doing
2: it's hard because like it's one of the things is like you're constantly needing to find new collectors too because like you could right. only sell. i mean I'm, sh- I'm sure this is not um uh, this might be different for you because like you have collectors that continually buy your work but like for most people it's going to be like you're gonna have to find someone you because you can only sell so many to one person
0: i know i know one, right? so I you're gonna know. have
2: to constantly find new people to like it's but very but strange this, thing. but that's
0: like, but that's like the regular art world. Yeah, it well. is kind of yeah. You know, I, I remember one. There was like a year or two where Guillermo del Toro was buying everything I did. <laughs> and it was crazy, and awesome. and then and then and then he, and then he just stopped, and he's like, I gotta stop buying your work. And I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. like you can't say anything because he's been like super supportive. He's wrote the intro to my book. He's been like amazing and buying my shit but he was basically like you know people that are collectors that have that big of a collection you know they have to like they can't just buy everything they have to yeah. figure out okay i've had enough of this artist i need to start collecting another artist or or i don't even have enough room to buy any more art you know which is not an issue with nfts which is one cool thing about it it's not like you're going to yeah. run out of wall space but um so i think it's true in the regular art world too and and Difference being, though, that we don't know anybody at all in NFTs, really, that are collectors. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're
2: right. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. But I don't know why. It just everything feels much more faster in NFT space, where it's just like faster and longer for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, looks. yeah,
0: yeah. It feels like we've been in for years now, right? Yeah. But then it's everything so, moves so fucking quick. And it's yeah. Like,
2: you That's, become old
0: quicker. I don't know this is pretty i already I already I was old when I came in. so <laughs> <laughs> you know i uh, there's you know there's a perception though, you never know how you're perceived on Twitter and in that world. And um, I don't know, my perception of you was as a successful nFT artist just from what i yeah yeah so it's like you might be feeling like oh i'm having a rough time or i'm not selling as much as i'd hoped but i think it's because your work is so good and you are doing nfts and you're not you know saying i can't sell anything all the time on twitter i mean perception is like you know this guy's doing well in it."
2: it yeah it's uh yeah, it, it's, it's it's the whole thing is, is just so crazy and, right. and weird and new and no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's chaotic.
0: Totally, and, I love and, that about like, it. It's
2: kind of fun, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun and terrible at the same time. But yeah, um, we'll see where it goes in the next. Like, imagine where it's going to be in like a two years. So.
0: I know. No, I, I'm just the, to me the the creative potential is what excites me the most. It's like so much cool. I'm seeing so much cool art all the time there. It's like man. I, I'm just into it. I'm just totally, I've totally bought into it. And it's also too, like just,
2: just being treated better. We're like, yeah,
0: that's the other thing.
2: It's you get paid better, but then also too, like you encourage flipping of your artwork because it's like, you get a cut of that too. Right. Yeah. Finally, it makes more sense. Right. And then you could have, like, I don't know, you could still have gallery shows and shit, like, virtual, like, those virtual galleries are crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Weird, and it's, like, this is kind of cool, and it's, like, no one ever talks about the the, the fun stuff.
0: Oh, there's so, yeah, there's so much fun stuff, and the community is really cool. It's, like, people are super supportive and share your work, and, you know, I I just find it so refreshing and different. I think Um, it's,
2: too, because, like, we, I think the collective consciousness of, like, we need It's almost like we need to not to prove something, but more like we're so looked down upon. Yeah, (laughs) doing this stuff where it's like, no, we got to band together. Yeah, that's
0: that's true. That's that might be part of it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're one of the few who's willing to come over, so we're gonna embrace you. Yeah, you know, that could be part of it. Yeah, because it's like so hated.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, just some parts of it that are fucking cringy. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah there's some parts of it that, that
0: suck,
1: but like, yeah, like, like everything, everything. though. Every, yeah.
0: yeah. That's the thing. It's like yeah. everything that people complain about the NFT space, you could, it happens in the real world all the time, or it happens yeah. with regular money all the time. And, you know, people launder money, criminal yeah. money through artwork all the time in the regular world. It's like, it's like, you know, it's the same really, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just like, there's just as much bad and good as there is in the regular world but there's like it's more intense on both sides in a way yeah that's you know? the thing
2: too where it's like yeah like you have the bad you have people who shit on it and then you have people who like toxically positively like support it too right like, i think it was just sort of that was to do once he was just like the truth is somewhere in the middle yeah. Like you need to be more grounded and sober when talking about this stuff. You need to collect information on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Don't form your own opinion if it's for you or if it's not, right? It doesn't right. mean it's not wrong either. It's not right either. It's right. Just good for you as an artist. And like, this is a, just a new opportunity for artists to like, be heard and seen and it's finally fucking getting the right amount of money we've been doing this for how long yeah yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) i I know and it's not even like like you're saying it's not even like millions of dollars it's just like what what we should have been getting all along really it's like prices that 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 are respectable in the and it's like It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's not, but like you're saying, it's, it's, it's like a neutral thing. That's why I don't get the hate so much. It's like, it's just a thing. And it's how you use it is what makes it good or bad, what you do with it. It's not political. It's totally like this kind of neutral technology, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's like it's usually the people who complain are usually the people who never bought my shit in the first place. So it's like, well, what, exactly, what do you want from me? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm gonna played. I'm gonna change my career trajectory from yeah. someone that I don't know that never bought any of my yeah. shit to fit your narrative.
2: Like, no, like it's this is that's gonna, what. Just, I don't
0: know. Yeah, it drives me insane. It's it's, <laughs> it's almost always people that that haven't supported you in any way, not not yeah. just by buying your work, but just not by sharing your work or anything.
2: Anything, yeah so funny
0: yeah but whatever it's <laughs> people will come around and like you said it's not for everybody it doesn't have to be for everybody and that's fine and get, but
2: yeah and i get why people like hate on it like in terms of like aesthetic reasons or like yeah, yeah it's, it, like it's kind of cringy like sometimes it's like some of those like crazy them... like 4 000 project things like the pfp stuff it's like yeah it's kind of dumb but it's like you know that's just one aspect of it. exactly
0: that's a one and, portion yeah. of it yeah and it's and it's actually like it's just that aspect of it can be a fun thing that people do you know it doesn't it's not that serious it's not the same as like a one-of-one serious piece of art that you're intending to be like a serious art artistic statement it's a different thing but it's just a a different use case in that with that technology you know
2: it's like it's one genre of NFT, just like there's genres of movies right right like you can shit on like like the worst dumbest movies ever and you could also collect the most like like I was saying earlier like the most pretentious movies you want like it runs the gamut of flavors and, and tastes so it's yeah it's not just one thing or the other it's like you could be whatever the hell you want you it's like hate art. It, yeah right you could be shit you know whatever you want
0: yeah yeah it's like hating all horror movies it's like there's all kinds of bad horror movies and there's all kinds <laughs> of really good horror movies it's like there, that's one thing about the nft space it's like i was uh, i've seen some of the i was going to post this the other day but i don't think i did but i've seen some of the best and some of the worst art <laughs> NFTs. Oh, it runs the gamut of like oh my god how could you even show that to anybody let alone turn it into an nft and then there's these things on the other hand that's like i've never seen anything like it this is so amazing this is so cool some of the worst work
2: though is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is amazing that people are trying to excel this. And sometimes it does. And then like I, I flip around and be like, fuck you. <laughs> but whatever. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's
0: it's it's all it's a it's crazy. It's exciting. It's it's fun, but Wow, okay. Well, I guess I'll I'll let you go, man. I appreciate you taking the time. That was super Dude. super fun chatting with you and Thanks for um, having
2: me, man. I, I I was I was surprised that you reached out to, to to have me on your show. I was so honored. Thank you so oh, much. Oh,
0: man. I I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um I love your work. Uh do, do you have anything you want to promote before we go? Like anything you got coming up or
2: Um well, I got some Mondo things coming up, but that won't be for a while. So, um and also uh, just the NFT stuff. I'm, I'm trying to expand more into animated uh, work. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, I probably won't be posting there, but yeah. <laughs> on, on, if you follow me on Twitter, you can see it all there. Well,
0: what, what, what's your uh, handle on there? What, what Where can people find your website and your, your um, sure, um, Twitter on Instagram,
2: and all? That. On Instagram, I'm Randy Ortiz DTV. Uh, on D-T- Twitter, D-T-D? I'm... D-T-D? Yeah, DTD stands for Damn the Design.
0: Oh, okay, right.
2: And um, my Twitter handle is at Damn the Design. Um, and yeah, those are pretty much all I use for my socials. Cool. So follow me on there. I'm close to fifty thousand on Instagram, like maybe thirty away. So oh, anyone's excellent. hearing this and you're not following me, please give me a follow. Cool. Not that it matters. <laughs> I'll
0: so, give I'll give you a share on there. Hell yeah. Uh, cool. Well. The only thing left to do is to say goodbye to the audience. So you just gotta say goodbye, audience.
2: Goodbye, audience. Sweet dreams. Try not to have a panic attack tonight, like I'm going to
0: probably. No, no sleep paralysis tonight, everybody. Right. Go. Good night. Good night.